Welcome back to the Geek Visions podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to the big three of visual media, that being film, video games, and television. I am your host, Hoover, and this is the News Drop, giving you some of the biggest news stories from this month, from the start of this month and the end of last month. And this one is going to be a super, a super-sized news drop uh because i've kind of let a lot of stories build up on me because uh like i said in the last video i've kind of been <laughs> i've been slacking but we're back we've got ourselves quite the week ahead of us and we're kicking it off with this very large supersized version of a news drop we've got ourselves a lot of stories to go through a lot of news a lot of new things a lot of debuts a lot of premieres and a lot of stuff to talk about so with no further ado let's jump right into it in this edition of News Drop on the film side, we'll be talking about Flash, the Flash film set photos, the new Transformers title and some new casting news, uh, wrapping up of the Borderlands film, some huge box office openings over the last two weekends, and we've got ourselves a lot of trailers to cover from Halloween Kills, Shang-Chi, The Harder They Fall, Suicide Squad, Candyman, and Snake Eyes. Uh, again, the video game side, uh, if you listen to my E3 wrap-up, there will be no video game news in this news drop. Uh, video game news has been pretty slow, but I did throw a few small stories in the E3 wrap-up. So if you didn't listen to that, listen to it there, because this week there will be no video game news yet again. But on to television, we have the title for the third entry of Netflix's War for Cybertron Transformer series. The Future of the Series Manifest, John Lithgow returning for Dexter, HBO's The Last of Us filming, a new American Horror Stories trailer, and the trailer for Marvel's What If. So that is our rundown for the film and TV portions of the news drop this week. So let's drop right into that news. Starting, we got our first look on set of the Flash film. The photos were taken in London, all behind the scenes shots, all on set shots. Uh, the in in the photos we see Ezra Miller and Kersey Clemens. Of course, they'll be playing Barry Allen and Iris Rust, respectively. Also, we get our first look at Michael Keaton. Of course, Michael Keaton returning as Bruce Wayne, Batman from the Tim Burton '90s Batman film. And we also get our first look. at at Kara Zor-El, a.k.a. Supergirl, after the director, Andy, shared a photo on Twitter, a small little tease. These first on-set looks are our first official look at Supergirl, played by Sasha Kelly. Uh, the photo saw her suspended in midair. Of course, most more than likely means she's going to be floating and or flying. But it's suspended in the air. Uh, no cape, as the cape will more than likely be uh, CG, just like how it was for Superman in his movies. But yeah, new Flash photos, all looking nice, all very exciting. The uh, Flash film will be releasing on November 4th, 2022. Universal has revealed the title of the next Transformers movie. Yeah, there's going to be another one. 
Um, the title is going to be called Transformers Rise of the Beast. And it definitely seems like it's going to be inspired by Transformers Beast Wars. Also, some casting news for the new film as it's going to be announced as it was announced that Ron Perlman will be joining to voice Optimus Primal, of course, the leader of the Maximals, which is basically the the Autobot version of the of the uh, of the two sides in the Beast Wars, the Maximals and the Predacons. So, of course, the film is going to be directed by Stephen Capel Jr. And, of course, Perlman is going to be joining the cast, which already consists of Anthony Ramos, Dominique Fishback, and Peter Cullen, of course, returning to voice Optimus Prime. So, it seems like it's... So, obviously, with Peter Cullen voicing Optimus Prime, seems like it definitely is going to be a continuation of the storyline set from all the mainline Transformers films. Um, don't know much beyond that, of course. Uh, don't know if there's going to be both Optimus Prime and Primal existing in the same space. Something's going to happen where Optimus, Optimus Prime becomes Primal. I don't know yet. We're just going to have to wait for the movie and see. Of course, Transformers Rise of the Beast releases on July 24th, 2022. The Borderlands film has wrapped production. Uh, they announced it with a uh, first look at uh, Claptrap. The uh, I, I guess he's basically the the video game's mascot and comic relief, uh, probably the most well known character from there. Um, yeah, need I need I really say more about this movie? I've been talking about this for quite some time. It's definitely been probably the longest, one of the longest running uh, uh stories and and elements and movies I've followed since I started this podcast. So not really gonna talk too much about the Borderlands movie, but. It has wrapped production, so now it's your pre-production. So hope, hopefully that means we actually get a release date pretty soon. It's very weird that this movie does not have a release date yet, and it's already wrapped filming, so we'll just have to wait and see. Moving on, Fast 9 has hit theaters after many, many delays uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, as like many other films. But uh, it may be very good news for movies moving past the pandemic. As when it opened, Fast 9 opened and nabbed a $70 million opening weekend, which is the biggest since the pandemic and the biggest opening since 2019, which is really, really good news because it shows that people are still willing to go to the theaters after that pandemic. But more news because <laughs> more good news on that note because... That record was immediately broken with the release of Marvel Studios' Black Widow. Black Widow opened to north of $80 million in its opening weekend. So, like I said, more good news for movies post-pandemic as, you know, two big movies came out on two big weekends and nabbed a hefty bag from the box office, which is, which is a really good sign. But uh, <laughs> with the release of Black Widow, it kind of is a double-edged sword on that topic because in a very strange move, Disney announced that it also made an additional $60 million from the Disney Plus streaming platform. Of course, Black Widow released in theaters, but was also available on Disney Plus for the premiere access if you paid an additional $30. And this is very interesting as Disney has a release the uh, box office or the revenue numbers for any previous Disney Plus film that they released for the premiere access, like uh, Mulan, Cruella, 
and uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, I believe it was called. So, of course, this um, kind of brings up the opposite end of the conversation as, um, you know, movies are making a lot of money in the streaming aspect. So it's, it's definitely a, a cause, maybe a cause for concern uh, if um, studios are going to keep going with the um, same day streaming window. Or if once things really kind of settle down and we move on and they all just go back to theaters. But yeah, that's uh, another another cause for concern uh, for the Black Widow opening. But anyway, yeah, Fast 9 and Black Widow had huge openings in the box office this weekend. So there is some good news within all that. All right. And finally, for films, we've got ourselves a lot of new trailers. So let's just run through them real quick. All right, so Halloween Kills, uh, Michael survived, and Jamie Lee Curtis is still pissed, <laughs> and now the whole town, but now the whole town is after him now, so it's like, it's it's, it's the whole gang now going after after Mike Myers, He's, the tables are turned now, he is now the hunted, <laughs> so uh, yeah, Halloween Kills is in theaters October 15th, continuing on the horror train, uh, the Candyman trailer dives deeper into the mythos of the urban legend of Candyman. And it even talks about his origins a little bit. But uh, yeah, still creepy as heck. Candyman is in theaters on August 27th. The uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings trailer shows more action and mysticism. And who knows who can show up in this Mortal Kombat-like tournament. Uh, it looks like Wong and Abomination do. <laughs> <laughs> Shang Chi is in theaters, and probably on Disney Plus too, <laughs> on September. So uh, yeah, Shang Chi releases on September third. And now uh, a movie I didn't see coming: uh, Snake Eyes tells the origin story of the GI Joe's Silent Ninja. So yeah, Snake Eyes is getting a standalone origin story film. Don't know what. But don't know what the point of that is, but whatever. <laughs> to each their own. Uh, Snake Eyes is releasing on July 23rd. And next, a uh, new teaser for the star-studded new school western, The Heart of They Fall, coming to this coming this fall. Oh, that was that was kind of a weird thing to try weird thing to try and get out. The Heart of They Fall coming this fall on Netflix. And then a double Idris Elba here. Uh, this time as a uh, this time as a giant alien starfish shoots tiny alien starfish in the new Suicide Squad trailer. Also starring Idris Elba, if you didn't get, you know, the segue from that one to this one. But yeah, the Suicide Squad in theaters August 6th. And that is it for the film portion of it. Again, no video game portion this week. Uh, it will be back for the next edition of News Drop. Uh, so we're going to move right into television. For television, uh, Netflix has shown a clip for the next installment of the War for Cybertron trilogy series. It's a uh, Netflix original anime uh, that is uh, about Transformers, and I've been watching it. It's pretty darn dope. Uh, the next installment will be entitled Kingdom, and of and just like the movie, this one is going to have elements of the Beast Wars in it. Uh, we see the Maximals and Optimus Primal, uh, which is really, really cool. Um 
Transformers War for Cybertron Kingdom is going to come to Netflix on July 29th. And I must say, I am loving the Beast Wars love from the TV and the film portion because, man, I love that Beast Wars cartoon from way back. I recently, I'm not going to say recently, it was like years ago, but I watched it. At, I watched it when I was older, you know, obviously way back in the 90s, I was a little kid, but I did watch it when I was a bit older and I still loved it. And it is really good. And I'm glad to see a bit more elements of Beast Wars present in the Transformers mythos for both film and TV. So it's really cool. Next up, the series Manifest appears to be done. The, uh, the mystery drama was canceled by ABC after three seasons. Uh, creator Jeff Rake intended for the series to be six in total. So he was kind of very disappointed that it got canceled right in the middle of, of, his, of his whole overarching series plan. Uh, the hope was that Netflix would pick up the show as uh, Manifest is currently on Netflix. And thanks to a massive influx of of half uh, new fans getting into the series for the first time and then half old fans trying to drive up the Netflix numbers to make Netflix pay attention. Um, but sadly, it didn't work out as Netflix decided to pass on reviving the series and picking it up. Um, but yeah, for those who don't know, Net Manifest, I was going to say Netflix. <laughs> Manifest tells the story of passengers on a plane that went missing for five years who after that time return with no knowledge that they were even missing and what happened during that time gap. So, uh, yeah, I actually, I actually was really into this show in the first season. I really watched it. Uh, actually my, my, my whole family was like, we would actually watch it when uh, the new episodes would debut on TV. But uh, obviously, but you know, thanks to, to life and things happening and we kind of, and we had to move. We obviously fell out of it. Uh, I did go back and watch uh, season one after it was wrapped up, uh, but I haven't watched the next two seasons just yet. Uh, but yeah, just too bad. Cause manifest was actually pretty good. Uh, there is some hope uh, creator. Jeff Rake has proposed that he's going to find some way to cap the series off so and I, uh so that it's not just left where it is and I do believe that season 3 ended on a cliffhanger which is even worse for how uh for it to get canceled but he is looking for a way for the series to continue I believe right now the biggest thing they're talking about now is a is a film is it like a made for TV movie or something so we'll keep an eye on manifest we'll see if any uh new developments happen and if the series can actually finish itself off in uh in a proper way. But next up, uh, the Dexter revival is bringing back one past character. Uh, if you remember, I said that a lot of the original cast for the Dexter series was not returning for the revival, but it was just announced that one character actually is John Lithgow is returning as the Trinity killer, AKA Arthur Mitchell. Uh, Lithgow played the character in season four of the series the Trinity killer will go on to be one of the more, the most memorable characters and took part in one of the most memorable storylines from the series. So it's a uh, pretty much been universally positive reaction that he's coming back for this show. I believe he won like a daytime Emmy for his, uh, uh I mean, might not have been a daytime Emmy, but I do think he won an Emmy for his, uh, for his work as the Trinity killer, Arthur Mitchell in the series. I could be wrong, but I do believe, I believe I've seen that somewhere. Um, it is going to be a brief appearance though, 
as um, spoilers ahead if you have not watched Dexter. Uh, getting a bit of spoilers, but it is going to be a brief appearance as um, he did he did die in the show. So uh, yeah, he is dead. So it's going to be interesting to see what capacity he pops up in. Maybe a flashback. More than likely, is going to be the one. Um, maybe in some capacity, like how uh, Dexter's father worked in the original series, where he's kind of like a a voice of reason, kind of like his, the manifestation of his consciousness or something. So he could pop back up in that kind of way. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see when the Dexter revival uh, comes back to television. Next up, uh, HBO's The Last of Us has started filming, which I'm very happy to learn about. Uh, star Gabriel Luna, uh, who'll be playing uh, Tommy in the show, uh, shared a photo of him on set with co-stars Pedro Pascal, who'll be playing Joel, and Nico Parker, who will be playing Sarah. Uh, the photo shows the three of them in a car, which, if you know the video game, is probably a reference to the opening scene of the original video game. Uh, which is, uh, oh man, which is, which is definitely something that's a big punch to the gut in the start of that game. So it seems like they may be drawing inspiration, which I'm, which I'm glad because that whole scene is, is a very, very powerful scene and a very strong one. And I think it can work just as well in the video game as it can in, uh, in a film or television aspect. Cause it's, it's a very strong, it's a very strong scene and very much, um, very much starts kind of the, kind of a core motivator for the character of Joel and, and his actions throughout the entirety of the series. So yeah, very excited to see that this show is, uh, up and running. I'm definitely going to check it out. So it's going to probably going to be another, um, another continuous, uh, series we follow here on the geek visions podcast. But uh, next up, FX has released the first trailer for the new American Horror Stories series. Not American Horror Story. Stories. <laughs> it's, it's a difference that I had to look up and find out what it was. But the, uh, the series is going to focus on self-contained episodes, self-contained stories within each episode rather than a uh, season-long arc like the original series had. Series? Series. Uh, but in the trailer, we see uh, killers, we see demons, seances, and a haunted film, a haunted movie, maybe. You know, all the things you get from your typical typical horror story stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, American Horror Stories will stream exclusively on Hulu on July 15th. So unlike the uh, horror story, which airs on FX, this one is going to be exclusively on Hulu. And finally... Marvel's next Disney Plus show has had its first trailer. Uh, what If will be an animated show with a lot of the uh, original actors coming back to voice their roles in this show. Uh, this series is going to be told from the perspective of Uatu the Watcher, who is uh, a character who pretty much does, as the name says, he watches all timelines and all multiverses and just watches. He doesn't interfere in anything, no matter how it goes. He just watches. And he's going to be voiced by uh, Jeffrey Wright. And Uatu will sort of act as our guide into this series, which is going to tell multiple stories that are alternate versions of the stories we get within the main MCU. So some of these are going to include 
uh, Peggy Carter being given the super soldier serum and becoming Captain Carter as opposed to Steve Rogers. T'Challa being taken by Yondu and the Ravengers and becoming Star-Lord. And Tony being saved by Killmonger in Afghanistan at the start of Iron Man 1. So uh, this one is one I'm very, I'm very interested in to see kind of where it goes. And kind of spoiler territory, spoilery territory. If you haven't seen Loki yet, just letting you know. And judging from how things are going in Loki and even how things went in WandaVision, I, I'm kind of on a theory that maybe what if is going to be a lot more connected to the MCU than I originally thought. I thought it was just going to be like a fun little kind of side story thing. But now that we're getting into a lot of this multiversal stuff, maybe what if it just kind of act as like our window into how some of these multiverses that may no longer exist or may even pop up in some aspect kind of operate and work out. So we'll just have to see. Uh, but yeah, uh, Marvel's What If debuts on August 11th on Disney+. Plus. So that is it. That is it for our uh, supersized for our supersized news drop. Um, again, I kind of brought it on myself from, from slacking during the holiday weekend. So I decided to just kind of keep any older stories I may have had and just add on some newer stories and kind of just go through all of them besides kind of axing out stories just because they were older but that is it another edition of news drop done i hope i got you some new i hope i got some new information to you something that you may not have known or just a kind of uh an interesting uh anecdote or so uh related to something you might have known but anywho again thank you very very much for listening i very much appreciate every single listen i get um you know i appreciate you listening to me just ramble on here about these things that i do so enjoy very much uh anyway uh in the future we've got ourselves um loki will air its final episode on wednesday so we'll be having a loki series review happening uh towards the end of the week after that but of course uh, i mentioned it in news drop uh we're also gonna be having a black widow review sometime dropping after this news drop so be on the lookout for that. Um, also, I've got myself a, um, a side quest and subplots uh, loaded up that I got to finish editing. That'll probably drop sometime next week. So, that like I said, now that the weekend, now that the holiday is over, we're hitting the ground running. We're getting back on track. I'm going to be continuing to provide you with some content as best as I can. I promise. <laughs> But anyway, thank you so much for listening. Remember to follow and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to. Uh, feel free to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, which seems to be <laughs> seems to be acting right now. But we'll see if it starts to, you know, post up episodes very late again. But <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you very much for listening, and always always remember. To stay watching, stay playing, and stay awesome. All right, guys, I'm out of here. I'll see you later.